Gorge. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because <laughs> Rod and Karen are hot. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Join as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Saturday, uh, right into the afternoon. First day of the NBA official playoffs. Mm-hmm. Basketball on all day. Yes, sir. Love it. We love to see it. Yes, sir. I think game start at first game at one. One o'clock. Last tip off is at eight thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm glad because uh, uh, bitch, I can't stand them ten thirty games. Well, like <laughs> I, like on East Coast, like you know, it be like mm-hmm. seven thirty. But it's like 8.30 our time, so I was like, good, because, honey, them, I don't be staying up. I can't be up to 2 a.m. Well, I can, and I still just can't wait to get into this basketball. It's my favorite time of year. Yes, NBA it's the playoffs. most wonderful time And I think this might year. this might be the best playoffs. This could be the best playoffs of all time, straight up, because I can't think of a team that doesn't have a flaw, and I can't think of a team that can't couldn't put it all together and 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 that's like i'd say like six to eight teams could put it all together and somehow win this shit yeah yeah that's crazy it's almost in anybody's cool it's like when you look across the board you go there's not a team that you can say definitively hey this team's gonna win it all none of them. none of them. none of them they might have stars some of them might have yeah. two or three stars but you can rank them like most likely but there i don't think there's a lot of teams i couldn't count there's like eight teams that i feel like i can't count out nope because they'll fuck around and get their shit together and just go on a run and next thing you know they don't want it all so all that being said you know what i'm saying we're gonna talk about your feedback we're not gonna just talk about the nba playoffs uh that's a different show but um you can uh <laughs> find us everywhere you find podcasts search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews leave us comments look in the um show notes that's how you leave us feedback on our website and everything like that we're going to take the time out to do that um the first people we want to shout out though are actually people that come through they go to the first page of our website they look on the right hand side and they just give us money i know it's crazy to me too but they just give us money there's they don't want nothing in, in return really except we give them a shout out and that's what we about to do oh yes new date new collection plate let's talk about this money tanya s marlon b yes marlon b wonga from australia down under Dostra J, Tiffany B, Shirley Wong Esquire. Please say the Esquire. She went to school. Yes, she did. Uh, Mr. Span from the Span. Uh, I think it's the Mr. Span podcast now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alfonso M, Lindsay B, J. Full, Palmetto Stone Magic, David from Brooklyn, Jasmine J, James C, Autumn W, Latricia C, Unbridled Love, and Doctor Professor Bambi, who um I heard get shouted out on the Michelle Mission podcast so i wouldn't listen to their pot their latest podcast she be they, everywhere don't she they shouted out her book laughing mad i got a copy of it in the other room so it was dope to, to hear that that you know i love to see worlds collide like that come on so, she out here uh, doing great things shout out to the professor uh play me out 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get into these five-star reviews. Now, I'm not going to lie. The last show we did was the 8th, right? But I don't remember reading these reviews from the 6th, 7th, from the 6th and the 7th. So I don't know if I read them or if just they populated late. So I'm gonna end up, I might be reading them again is what I'm trying to warn you. Yeah, y'all. sometimes they do. Sometimes people put them in and sometimes they might take a few days to show up. And I think when it pops up, it shows like the day they submitted it, not the day Apple put it up. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, and then right. those might be two separate days. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, anyway, you might be getting your, your review read twice. I don't know. Uh, the first one is from the sixth. It's from Survey Says united states of america apple, uh, apple podcast mess around and miss out if you want to is the title five stars oh shit now i love a warning come on this show is consistently fantastic rod and karen are creators of amazing funny insightful and inclusive content they are legit regular people who like engaging with listeners and care about putting out real takes no bandwagon riding hot twitter takes for clout here oh i don't think i've read this before because i'm mm-hmm. ready to praise dance over this uh compliment <laughs> no we haven't read this one i pride myself on this <laughs> and, it, and it's because they stay true to themselves and they've been in this game and thriving for like 12 or 13 years i listen most days while working or around the house uh warning your coworkers will suspect you're crazy after they hear you cackling frequently from this show so if you care about appearances you might want to say this for the house the car or anywhere else on earth personally i put so many people on this show at the job just because they wanted to be uh, they wanted to be less miserable at work too listen <laughs> mm-hmm. hey you know when they ask like who so that's like who's the audience for this show who's the audience for anybody that's ever created something y'all know mm-hmm. that's a question people ask and i honestly i created it for the me that was at work that wanted something to listen to that hated my job yeah you stuck the eight nine ten twelve hour shifts yeah right. and and I, born and, and mundane there's a reason we don't do a show like one time a week like a lot of podcasters do and it's because i worked five days a week right and the people that at the time that i listened to uh keith and the girl they did a show five days a week and it honestly like made my life better at work to be able to escape for an hour a day and just listen to two people talk and two people i wanted to hear talk about something and it wasn't super edited and it wasn't um you know uh let's go get an interview and a clip and get a producer and stuff it was like no we're just talking it sounds great you know the quality was excellent but it was we're just talking and we're just normal and it's like it's like working in a place where people you want to talk to as opposed to you know where i was yeah and also <clears throat> depending on when people find our podcast a lot of people have the the luxury like they'll be hearing a lot of old things for the first time because you know we have some old heads that's been around since the beginning even they'll go back and listen to some old episodes but 
like if you just recently found us you can go back and listen to the other episodes and people have done that before and we can see the downloads like every now and then we'll see like all the numbers like go up because yeah. this one person a few handful of people are like i want to go back and hear them all and it's literally hundreds of hours so mm. if you go back you can literally get you through probably not years worth of listening if you like actually just listen all the way through yeah i, I wanted to escape is yes. in my mind but also be entertained be you know hear some perspectives i might not normally hear be think you know so and i think there's all kinds of people that 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 check us out but if you ask me who the show was for it was for me when i was going through that Mm-hmm. Uh, personally this show is part of my self-care regime regime because it just feels so good listening and learning with rod and karen and while you can listen for free you can also pay f- that for them for that work they stay putting in they have like 50 11 episodes and shows <laughs> but don't let that intimidate you you can hop in at any point become a tipper and don't sleep on those feedback episodes they cut up on those just like the regular show get into it yeah. Oh, thank you. We do. We do got 5,100 episodes in front of the paywall, behind the paywall. And, uh, you know, within, you know, maybe the last year or two, we added, uh, just the tippers. And so it's one of these things where we, we try to accommodate all the, uh, all of the budgets. Why? Cause we want all of the coins and we know everybody might not have a whole 15, but what you do got, you got the five. So, you know, we appreciate everybody that's like, I want something extra and this is one reason why we work so hard and one reason why uh it's particularly if you go premium it's so much shit behind the paywall is because we like we don't want nobody to ever say they ain't get their dollars worth mm-hmm. and then also like um there's just stuff that people may want to hear us talk about that we don't talk about a normal show all the time on a regular show all the time so it's a way you can get into that specialized stuff so if you do want to hear our sports takes if you do want to hear what we think about nerd stuff there yeah, you go. movie reviews because yeah. the thing you can get our movie reviews on the free feed but with the premium people and just the tippers periodically y'all get them first and everybody else gets them like a month later right um all right let's get into uh let me finish this review mm-hmm. reading up um the next one is um oh i know what the last thing i was gonna say and the feedback shows have been getting downloads like the regular shows uh for a while now so i'm glad to see that because i I, it always is weird to me and maybe it's because we did less shows so people but it's always weird to me to not listen to the feedback show it's almost seemed like it would work the opposite where if i didn't have time i'd listen to the feedback show and then go back and be like oh this is what did okay so this episode had a lot of people talking about it let me go check it out but you know that's just me jay del negro says one hell of a show five stars this show reinforces how important informed perspectives and experiences through living are this show is the blueprint for every little independent podcast that could i celebrate and champion the partnership and adoration these two have for one another not simply as co-hosts but most importantly as married folk doing this thing called life together and it often pours out in the making of episodes and i personally love that listening to 20 to the 20 2022 episodes of rod first landing in new york city and the outpouring of affection between karen and rod made me tear up thug tears of course of course (laughs) the only type of tears made me tear up a bit and i honestly believe that sincerity shared between them doing those episodes sold me on their characters and individuals who trust and believe in one another and who can be uh, mad at that um exactly who could be mad at that mm. also knowing rod is uh of the former bgol message board legion is dope on a personal level this podcast is major 
bgol bgol is black girl online um, ah. and black girl online was like a porn message board mm-hmm. um but it it was it's so weird to say but it was like also it was kind of like a community it was um like i guess all message boards are but you know with the hub of of the message board being uh, uh people who are attracted to, to black women that in doing porn yeah basically. you know because roger went on there but you i mean cause it's like they would talk about their best they great you know you could find treasures and like get on the people you I never think, heard of before i think that's where a lot of my knowledge of porn comes from like it's just from like you go on that because you go on there you could talk about music but it's also like the latest update to uh booty talk is up there too and so people are having <laughs> discussions about like more than that now i didn't necessarily participate in a lot of discussions i think my username was literally like the lurker because I, I i wasn't <laughs> I, I wasn't really interested in going back and forth over like they talk. who was better you know uh cody bryant or uh baby cakes so i was like i, I <laughs> i'll leave that up to y'all to fight about but yes you know you ain't trying to figure out who gave the the best uh blowjob in you know black cheerleaders number 185 yeah i'm just trying to download and leave but 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 that but it because it was like black people there was a lot of like discussions too that were about race and um uh gender too a lot of it being misogynistic there was some homophobia and shit on there too don't get me wrong mm-hmm. um, i still remember uh being so mad at this thread one time because it was a bunch of black we was on black girl online and niggas was talking bad about serena williams i i don't and this was catsuit serena like i was so mad i was like fuck these niggas but right I didn't, I didn't type nothing because uh honestly i i i, I was lurking i t- <laughs> I was I was just on there to see get the get the uh, screenshots I mean, of the pictures. She was built like a motherfucking brick house. What are we right. talking about here? Right. I'm like, if she was in B- Booty Talk 37, y'all would be worshiping this one. Anyway, the point being, <laughs> uh, it is a small world because like that S O H H was a message board mm-hmm. I was on a lot, um, and of course like S O H H I could be on at work, but because it didn't have porn on it like that, but. uh black girl online never not once uh but nah that was it was back in the day man i i still like my when i was in college i would my roommate i we we would like look at the site together because the internet was still kind of new and it's not like you look at it together and you're jacking off that's what i'm Mm -hmm. saying is like it was more like a communal like look what this nigga said like it wasn't a look at this girl titties it was like hey they talking about basketball man they you really think this or whatever so it is kind of interesting to think about that shit being kind of like the ground layer of the internet and how many of us have lived through that and yeah i guarantee you people are there's probably a lot of bgol people out in the world being successful they just don't talk about it right (laughs) they like to leave that behind in the past yeah nobody nobody was on the message boards anymore right nobody okay uh best podcast for black home health workers update for 2023 rod and karen are the best podcast to listen to and all the craziness in this world and not getting immense anxiety 
uh during the begging the beginning of covid as a healthcare worker it was crazy and rod thank you for still reporting on covid people are still getting sick congratulations to you both i love to see good well-deserving non-evil people winning you deserve all the accolades and opportunities that come your way because of the positive light you put in the world and if you are black and work in the home health listen to this podcast i've been listening to ron and karen for five years this podcast helps to clarify and rethink the onslaught of information you see on social media yeah man i think social media is probably like the worst place to get our COVID information and i don't mean it because of just the the disinformation i mean because a lot of this stuff is through the prisms of people's anxieties and so if you follow people who typically have a lot of anxiety and a lot of negativity depression stuff like that the news they share is gonna affirm that and so it's gonna all be the worst and if you follow people that are in denial you're gonna get a lot of denial mute stuff if you follow you know so it's like it's their personality filters the news they bring you and i'm trying my best to not to be sober when it comes to this news so i get my news from like articles and uh websites that are like the ap news and stuff like that so that i'm not just out here like reporting every variant that got three people sick and be like guys it's the one we gonna die don't go outside and i'm also trying to like soberly look at the situations of of like what the government will have to do what other countries are doing because a lot of us are so myopic we only think about america and we think about america i if you listen to this show you probably think about america in some very you know cynical points of view as as the hosts do many times but if you go outside of our borders and look at other countries you realize like america's not alone in this Mm -mm. like america's not at the forefront of like man fuck covid like if you look at these other countries there's some that are worse there's some that are better but and there's some that just have different challenges they're not as population dense or they are more population dense so all that stuff to say like you have to filter through and have some level of like uh sober analysis of like it's still out here you still need to be cautious you still but if you think you're gonna just like stay in your house for the rest of your life that's fine but that's probably something deeper than covid yes yes you know what i mean there's other things happening other things going on that you may need to address and i know um since we've been doing this podcast you know, I mean, everybody knows since the beginning of COVID, like my perspective has changed. My anxiety has gone down a lot. Um, I do even have shows where I just be like, you all right? <laughs> you know, type of thing. Because like, I was like, I was to the extreme. That was me, bitch. Like, what the fuck we going outside? Everybody like that. Like, I don't understand. You know, I was just lost and I was confused and I was bitter and mad and upset because I felt like a lot of this bullshit did not have to happen if people would have had fucking common sense and, and being, and being considerate and wore their goddamn mask. No, we know wouldn't have got rid of it, but it would not have rampaged and took out as many people as it did, you know mad at the presidency at that time and and just distrust everywhere but as time has gone on i've kind of reined those things got those things under control understood what triggered those things and are aware and alert of how these things impact me and to look at them and be like is this worth me going on 10 no okay let's ramp this down to a two you know if and like you said filtering it through a place of of non-anxiety will actually help you look at it from a more logical spot but if your anxiety is flaring up everything's going to be the worst yeah and if you get your information from those people that's 
terrible like that i still and there's like also there's no accountability on social media with so with 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 the covid stuff so like what happened to those people that were doctors who claimed we were gonna have you know so many more deaths than we did that that so many more people are gonna get it than we did there's never any accountability for those people there's never any like post where they come back and be like guys i was out here saying the sky was falling and and it was gonna be worse than it was my bad you know or the people when because at every step that the government reduces anything there's always a bunch of like it's gonna we gonna die y'all and at the same time there's never like a moment of like okay my projection was off or yeah they did it it really the numbers didn't jump up so we were wrong there's never any of that but then at the same time there's the other side of this where you had the people that have been throwing caution to the wind since the fucking beginning mm-hmm. they've been in denial since the beginning and them motherfuckers will also have you out here risking it all for no fucking reason you know you see the pictures on the gram and stuff so i think there's like a happy medium and i at mm-hmm. the end of the day we're gonna have to live with this thing which we've been saying for years mm-hmm. and and i had to come to the reality of that because i think I, I was one of the people that was in denial of that initially all jokes aside i was like well why we shouldn't have to if people would just do what the fuck they want to do and i had to all jokes aside, i realized that humanity fucking sucks and people don't well, care if we're being honest though there's no country where they're not agreed so it doesn't even make like we really that we had test case like china where they locked everyone down and they still are at the same place we are you just gonna have to live with it agreed so it like it was is like i said this is why i didn't want to i'm i've tried to be as intentional with our covid coverage as possible Mm -hmm. you know even to the point of sometimes having to be like hey let's rein it in because this isn't about feelings it's about facts and if we can keep it factual we can have a discussion but if we just want to talk about our own anxiety then the whole world's going to be a mirror for that and if we want to talk about our own denial the whole world will be a mirror for that and i don't want to do that kind of show so it's been i'm glad that someone who's works in healthcare wrote in to say like they appreciate our coverage because a lot of people either stop talking about it or they talk about it in such broad sweeping mm-hmm. terms that they might as well not talk about it at all agreed agreed and i'm actually uh i appreciate all jokes that i appreciate you allowing me to go through this because i'm not the only one that felt the way i did but you know you're just talking and you just be like okay karen these are the facts these are the facts these are the facts these are the facts you know a lot of that kind of helped me and helped the audience kind of work their way through their anxiety and work their way through this um i could say this uh the the the, the sky is falling type of mentality that you know you kind of allow in your own brain and for some people online and social media and stuff impacted people more than they were willing to admit that it was impacting them and it was one of those things where you know i am i am to a point now where i'm not extremist anymore you know but i do do things with caution but i'm not like shut everything down lock everything down because now i'm to the point where i came to my own reality because you know a lot of people create their own reality i came to to, to the real reality that 
you we will always live with this no matter what and before i was talking about and also like you say i am american so i'll joke aside i was american self-centered i'll think about the fucked up shit here in america not even consider the rest of the world and you covered news from all over the world so you gave me and other people the perspective go hey it ain't just here it ain't just here that's when i was like oh okay everybody's dealing with this everybody's coping with this it ain't just here in america that we're dealing with this bullshit and it helped open my eyes and it helped my anxiety go down and it helped me put my feet on the ground of the reality of what's happening around me the real reality of what's happening around me and not the reality that my mind had decided was the reality yeah i mean i appreciate that i think you know you provide that perspective during the show and there's listeners that probably can relate to that and you know sometimes sometimes it will actually make the segment hard to do because i just want to do the news part and then i have to feel like like okay let me talk you through or let you express you know your um, the emotional side of it or the personal side of it but when i'm trying to be as impersonal as possible because i didn't want to get because my personal anxieties and stuff are different than the news we're covering and Mm -hmm. i didn't want to do a segment that was just because i feel like every podcast is doing this segment of like how i feel about covid and not too many people are doing the segment of like here's the reality of it and that's what i was trying to get to and so you know um i'm a patient person so i wasn't gonna be like man shut up with some shit Mm -hmm. and uh and i also think there's like there's a place for that i'm the one reading the articles you're listening to for the first time right and so you always are gonna personalize it like that's how that's gonna be your frame of reference and for me uh you know it was to me i, I think it made the segment better because i feel like there's people that can relate to that but at the same time yeah the 97th time it was like all right we, we know karen at the beginning you didn't want to come out the house you... i was like lock everybody up lock yeah. everybody up or you wouldn't honey you would kick me off that bit that heel but who would have thought the person that was on black girl online talking about fatty girls number seven come on would be giving y'all the covid news is what i'm saying come don't on, tell black me street hookers 45 don't tell me to stay in my lane is what i'm saying we don't have lanes over here Mm -hmm. we just doing what we want to okay when i was watching ass ass and mo ass seven come on i didn't know that this not all right uh back to this um (laughs) uh, i've been listening around the camera for five years this podcast helps clarify to rethink the onslaught of information see on social media i listen to this podcast daily on my job end up laughing at karen's puns and rise white girl voice which i am never prepared for and i laugh till my stomach hurts i'm a healthcare worker and it's tough and so i appreciate rod and karen and laughs help me get through the day thank you rod and karen for all you do stay safe thank you thank you and the last one is funny five stars by awkward cc Oh, I'm sorry. The last one was Stack Bajan. Ba- Stack Bajan. Oh, is that how you say it? Bajan? B- I think that's right. God, I hope I haven't fucked that up. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny, uh, Awkward CC says, when you say is the easiest money I've made since I was hooking, I crack up every time. Thank you, Awkward CC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How, I didn't realize I was saying that phrase more than once but okay <laughs> i guess they we they hear hundreds of hours of us so they, yeah they i must have yeah, made they, that joke before somehow and i did not realize some of our uh personality sometimes trey said free codes and flows hey okay the chat room is going in come on he must be on the he must have been I, on bgol come on i've seen those you know what's crazy is i was thinking about this the other day 
first of all all almost all porn titles are disrespectful which you know now in the age of people uploading their own porn even if you like like amateur porn something in our brain whoever uploads it still uploads it disrespectfully even if it's them i wonder if it's catchy words or i I don't don't think it's catchy words it's just it's like we're doing something naughty so i'm gonna name it something naughty but i be thinking about this sometimes because you'll watch like amateur porn and it's clearly like a loving couple having sex yes and it's nothing like like if you just watch the video with no title you're like oh this is nice look at this couple and they're having sex in their i don't know in their hotel room or something but the title will be like dumb bitch fucks yes and i'm like (laughs) i'm like but but stupid stupid ebony slut i'm like what what why did you type that yes and i'm looking like but you're looking like but they look like it's it's a loving that's what i'm saying like did did you nothing harsh in this did you download it and then someone else upload like did you first down put it uploaded and it was you know me and my wife and then someone else uploaded it later and Mm -hmm. said dumb bitch or was it like you uploaded it but to stay anonymous you didn't want to like put yourself out there and be like you know me and my girl uh at, uh at the at the the party or whatever so instead you <laughs> name you like no one would ever name a video like that this so i'm gonna <laughs> name it uh you know uh black hole fucks young stud or whatever i'm like why do y'all name everything that <laughs> i see a little i think it's a little bit of column a a little bit of column b who needs that like people like clearly at this point people will upload like a video of two people having sex and just be like stepmom had sex with son and you're like that's clearly not what's happening yeah. in this video and particularly if you if you've watched enough porn you go i've seen this this clip and well, this you're is talk- not true yeah yeah exactly and i'm saying even if it's amateur like you haven't seen it before it that's not what's happening agreed like you just added that there's no like i do i guess some people need it they need to go this really is stuff i'm like mm-hmm. are there people that y'all believe that or i hope y'all don't anyway this is something i was thinking about porn is crazy it's the one place where everybody is the worst self when it comes to <laughs> you know it's like stepmom has sex with son at the football game and then the comments are like what's her name what what movie is from I'm like we're terrible people anyway let's talk about the feedback on the actual like show show but first to play music so i know where to put commercials later <laughs> chat said i rarely see sensual amateur shit let me tell you something kaylin it's your algorithm it's out there no 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 it's your algorithm so you see what you into (laughs) (laughs) message i just watched the documentary money shot the porn hub story on netflix and i thought it was actually a pretty fair documentary someone said it was they thought it was like a bait and switch from like the anti-porn people but I, i don't think it was at all um i think it presented pretty nuanced perspectives and and bigger pictures for all of it i rec highly it's an hour and a half on netflix i recommend it for everybody but the one thing about that 
that Pornhub shit is like the naked algorithm is like that is the algorithm that doesn't even pretend to not be about you so whatever you've been clicking on looking at it's real it's the most aggressive algorithm out there it will find the shit that you type in there so whatever y'all are seeing when you click in it's you being reflected back at you and how you want to change it click on different shit so you know if you and as a recommendation like um if you want to pay for better stuff you can i think porn is just like we're independent creators so there's a lot of people that do porn that are and a site that i think a lot of people might be into uh if you're looking for something different is black touch is blk touch you can find them on instagram there's not an ad for them i just because i was like how come <laughs> no offense to my black creators but like it's so much porn where it's like nigga this is just a laundry room with a mattress mm-hmm. on the floor why what is this we don't gotta live like this y'all no we don't we, <laughs> we don't have to hear reruns of jerry springer in the background yeah. what is happening here we can hire cameramen too guys Come on. We, we can have a little cinematography and plot we don't you got to are not the father what what is happening here so i'm just saying like you know they fucking it. you were like okay it's about two o'clock in the afternoon right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> come on we come on why, why why can't we have makeup artists and hair artists and, and soundproof rooms while like, we having sex yeah. too like i don't need to get caught up on the contest clues from the news it's distracting come on i can't jack off and be thinking like now what date was this because they're talking about a flood in alabama now was right. that 20 20- 18 or was that 2019 yeah it's too much yeah, so we don't want to hear we don't want to hear, hear somebody talk about toot, toot, toot. mama mama somebody kid knocking on the other door right so black touch blk touch you can follow them on instagram if you want a preview it's nothing on instagram that's like unsafe for instagram like you're not gonna kick off but like it was like high quality like people spent the money to make dope scenes and stuff like that so anyway just if if that's something you're into um all right now let's get to these comments episode 2690 nizzle please was our feedback episode uh we got three comments apia says using an airplane bathroom isn't great but i use it and it's okay but people supposedly have sex in there can you imagine it's so small and the opposite of sexy the opposite of sexy yeah that mount high club thing just i never understood it i don't think it's just because i'm fat either i really think even for everybody it's a tiny ass bathroom and it's not a sexy bathroom like it's just it's it's literally like the bare minimum of stuff you're literally just doing it to say you did it like because it can't be comfortable yeah it's got like maybe if you're like young and so horny you don't give a fuck you right know. more flexible yeah i don't not even it's not even a flexible thing i really because it's not about it's 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 just yeah i just think it's not for me this is not my thing but i know there's people that's into that so i don't want to shame them but yeah like somebody said it's a risk like a lot of people ooh, we might get caught, yeah i right? think it's it's like a mental thing i don't mm-hmm. think it's a sexy thing in the like i feel like put it like this if they made a porn movie about having called the mile high club the bathroom would be a fake bathroom of course and it would be a lot larger than the real one yeah that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. it would like they would not like the because the ideal sexual fantasy is gonna be 
you got a lot of space to do a bunch of shit and be in that 30 minutes and nobody else in line right nobody knocking on the door i don't think that's what's happening aj says hello rod and karen another great show as always i always look forward to listening to this podcast since being a premium member i've been listening to the past episodes of balls deep pregame and the nerd off hearing your voices got me through the transition of starting work from home and a few long nights after i started listening to past episodes of black out i created a playlist from the music i could recognize being played in the background well i actually have a playlist of some of that stuff um on my on my spotify so if you at me on twitter or something i can send you the list but it's i haven't updated it in years because that was back when we used to play music in the background of every show mm-hmm. um because our audio was so bad that i thought mistakenly honestly i thought oh yeah adding more noise to the back will make it seem like our mics are less shitty and <laughs> and that was, <laughs> that was adding more racket yeah here's now it's even harder to listen to us over this other shit even though it did give us kind of a cool cookout vibe or like we were sitting around like a table uh just talking at a, at a family reunion so to some extent it didn't bother me um because it definitely separated us from a lot of shows um and that was before there were a lot of podcasts and mm-hmm. then you started listening to more and more people that kind of either did what we had the same idea or heard what we did and did it too um and uh yeah i ended up taking it out uh brooklyn shoe says i do go back and listen to some of your shows mostly balls deeper pregame when you and karen do a call back to an old story i'll go to the original episode it's like a time capsule because the poll was do you go back and listen to old episodes of our show because someone wrote in and said they do 18 percent say yes a lot 54 percent say yes a little and 27 percent say not really i don't blame any group but yeah, i love so that big. yeah i love that somewhere around 75 percent of y'all go back and listen to episodes once in a while that yeah. that's beautiful to me thank you yeah i have some of my own episodes uh that are some of my favorites and you know i thought about going back and just picking them but that's work like i'll just decide you know it's certain things where i want to make lists and chop shit up but i have to you know sit down figure out how to edit it's really time consuming y'all yeah you yeah. love a list yes i i <laughs> right Karen stands a list y'all <laughs> i thought about it uh one of my uh favorite episodes is a simping saturday Mm-hmm. that's one of my personal favorites another one of my episodes this episode i don't remember the name of this one but when i i gave go ahead nope oh sorry uh one of my uh uh once the first time we talked about bullet ball mm-hmm. that one was fun uh another one of my favorite episodes is uh where i gave like a listing i start i list like a whole bunch of uh uh, uh, porn stuff and was saying like why do porns do this mm-hmm. I forgot the episode but it's like old episodes ago but some, those are some of my personal favorites and periodically I will go back and listen um so the poll that was the poll we got one comment on YouTube I forgot to read white label American podcast says as soon as I open YouTube on my phone it asked me if this video was a good recommendation I responded although they yet to buy tickets to the Zamunda cruise to Africa this is the best recommendation ever instead of scams YouTube be sending me in the past the audacity don't forget discount prices are available to fans on the of the best podcast in the world alright y'all gonna end up on the middle passage don't, don't take that cruise <laughs> uh the poll on the webs on uh spotify uh 16 percent and 44 percent so that's around 60 percent listen to so 16 percent go back and listen to episodes a lot 44 yes a little 41 percent not really and i think i'm more of i'm i'm a not really type of person i don't typically go back and peruse a podcast's archive unless it's a um 
narrative podcast where you need to have heard episode one to catch up to episode two but if i'll catch on to a new show i normally just go from that point forward um but uh it just depends on what the show is about and how many episodes steve we got the q a was just me with three heart emojis Stephen a says i'd hear myself on the oh, Stephen walker i'm sorry i said Stephen a Stephen a Stephen walker <laughs> although it would be funny if it was Stephen a <laughs> yes sir odd hearing myself on the voicemail man i am so using we grow from now on uh but now nah, i'm so <laughs> using we grow from now on if y'all like the us uh, uh, what is this ick another world anime then check out jobless reincarnation or konosuba both on crunchyroll i think we might be watching jobless reincarnation i'm not sure possibility um leash says two heart emojis and a kissy face emoji james says two the hands three heart emojis with that making the heart sign with the hands neil says i love y'all y'all both so funny every time i listen i feel like hanging with family that's what we trying to make neil Mm -hmm. fifi three heart emojis olivia three hand heart emojis and it says right back at you guys heart emoji uh mike says this aot cover is dope the cover for art for the show was uh the blackout tips look like attack on titan mm-hmm. uh and katie just says smiling huggy looking emoji look at all these warm vibes that's mm-hmm. why i made the comment that all right episode 2691 the nine phrases we only got two comments on this one Appia says your relationship seems beautiful and like it's really working i think it's a miracle that any relationship can last including my own 17 year lasting happy one with life being so complex but maybe it's the amazement that's the secret i hope so yeah i don't know man like definitely being grateful definitely appreciating people Mm -hmm. communicating um like you know letting people be themselves too within a relationship i think that's what's really hard for a lot of people is a lot of control and power issue stuff that people have that i try to i that i think everybody innately has them because we were all conditioned in a society right we, right we grow up thinking like this is the way for a partner to be but i think unlearning that stuff and disentangling that and finding out like what you really need and what you really want and what's important and what's not yeah and how to show up for somebody else that's not you those are the things that are i think are the most important stuff but you know we don't really do relationship advice in general it's not Mm -hmm. really a thing we do on the show sometimes we'll talk about relationships Mm -hmm. but one of the reasons like i feel like is very specific to each couple or each person a throuple or however you get down in your life it's really up to you individually to figure that shit out and uh, there's you can hear people talk about stuff and it may be affirming but and you may even learn something but at the end of the day it's it's what makes you comfortable i can only speak about what makes me comfortable agreed and like i uh, have you know girlfriends i've talked to we've we've been friends for years i've talked to them you know we've been friends marriage divorce kids posts and everything and you know when they're talking about relationships the number one thing i tell them is hey, hey i don't have to live with the consequences of the repercussions of staying and i don't have to live with the consequences of repercussions of leaving i will support you no matter what your decision is ultimately the decision is yours and a lot of people they don't want to make the decision or a lot or a lot of times they know the decision they should make and they want to ask you so if something goes wrong they can blame you for it no bitch make your own decisions yeah absolutely um 
ev says i can't wait for that freak nick documentary to come out because even though i never went i knew who i knew who did and they all said it was wild and sometimes dangerous especially for women but something not a lot of folk talk about where the fights and sometimes people coming out of town being disrespectful to the locals cause all-out brawls it will be interesting to see which direction this documentary goes yeah yeah i think that's that's true too i think also they almost have to do it because i don't know how you can talk about the city shutting it down without at least broaching how the city was able to get the support to shut it down because it was a lot of local people that was like man shut that shit down because not everybody was a college aged let's mm. go have some fun we love to see the come extra on. traffic and you, the and the women in booty shorts come on you just trying to fucking make it to work now all of a sudden you have to call out because you've been sitting in traffic fucking four hours to make it to work and shit and you're like no this shit got to stop and that's just normal atlanta traffic that's not Ain't even freaking that's not even freaking traffic just normal a slow ass atlanta <laughs> we do, we're just sitting and going nowhere traffic yeah i'm just making jokes uh i'm all for men being about to show all the range of emotions and crime but if i was dating a guy on the plane that threw a tantrum like that it would have been over that was just bizarre yeah i and and if i'm being a hundred percent honest like it was funny but something clearly is wrong with that dude that is beyond like that wasn't the time like they weren't gonna bring a therapist on the plane and make everybody late while he had an hour session he had to get the fuck off the plane Mm -hmm. but his behavior was so abnormal that you know it's something deeper to whatever the fuck he was going through and it's easy you know to be more dismissive when it's like a white dude and we all can laugh and be like oh he's a privileged white dude in first class crying after starting some shit with the black security people and now he's getting arrested and it is funny optically to me as well Mm -hmm. but yeah there's clearly mentally something was wrong yes sir that's not normal behavior even for a rich white man to Mm -mm. be like the crime was when i was like god damn this is hilarious but is he all right all right (laughs) like he need to talk to somebody that's not a normal like oh man imagine you his family and you see that video go viral and that's like your daddy or your husband or your brother or some shit and it's like bro we need to like get you were you drunk what was wrong yes questions need to be asked the poll have you ever ghosted someone you were dating because that's what that article one of the articles we covered was about 44 percent yes 56 percent no and karen says no she's never ghosted somebody she was dating um well i have many times over the years oh my god guys <laughs> just last week who are these people oh, oh oh wait a minute oh i'm sorry uh do we need to have a conversation no we don't definitely not we don't need no communication let's use and, the nine and phrases I bet you the biggest reason why is because it was pre-internet nigga i was gonna see you at school tomorrow i know i'm just making fun of you <laughs> uh i think this is be bejinx, jinxful or jinxful with a b at the front they love a comment on youtube i see the same thing all the time on instagram folks are essentially just retweeting videos but with themselves yes sometimes it's clear because so i talked about this thing i see online where people have these videos that go viral and then the algorithm shows you another version of that video from someone else Mm -hmm. but it's literally the same words and the same Mm -hmm. concept it's like some now i don't know who but someone stole the idea from somebody else and tried to take all the credit Mm -hmm. and there's never like a tag to the original person like hey they came up with this idea so i don't know who stole from who i just know that it's a lot of unscrupulous motherfuckers out here Mm -hmm. 
sometimes it's clearly just them mouthing someone else but other times folks are just recreating jokes and sketches it feels like they're attempting to make it seem like they came up with it because i don't see any credit given to the originators exactly um all right the comment on uh first of all the poll on spotify 43 percent yes 57 percent no for have they ghosted somebody which is literally the same percentage so whether you have money or not ghosting is ghosting yes it is and the the q a was we appreciate your efforts because that's one of the nine phrases and people said in the voice of the great non-pussy eater dj Khaled, <laughs> i appreciate you Thank blessings you. they don't want you to eat breakfast but i do i appreciate you now buy your tickets to africa and hang out with college no no thank you that's because it was from Raphael. uh tiffany says i love positive feedback in relationships a lot of folks think nitpicking and arguing all the time is cute that's not me yeah i'm just i it never was my thing i i know there's people that it's your thing and it gives me anxiety to even be around couples that do shit like play fight play talk down on each other um like roughhouse things like i is and and it's probably from like some sort of trauma or some shit in my life that makes me so anti that shit but i don't like the insertion of violence and stuff like i and i think there's a level of like joking where that are like dark jokes that i think i can make and me and karen can make with each other Mm because our relationship is so not that like there's never been a moment of violence between us so Mm -mm. like one of us might make a joke about Mm -hmm. some shit like that and but there's a safety within that relationship that where it's like well obviously we're joking because that has never happened and never fucking will but there's some couples where like i'm sure y'all been around where like they argue or it gets so pointed or mean and maybe they need that to spice things up because i heard people like make up sex and all that type of like it's hot to them but it's just not my thing and it's honestly one of the things that would make me not want to be with somebody is uh, that type of you know nitpicking and arguing all the time i i i, I home gotta be peace for me that, that that is my biggest thing home gotta be peace and like you say a lot of this shit all jokes aside stems from my childhood because i'm gonna tell you right now bitch i had to deal with that as a kid and what the fuck my mate ain't gonna do is tell me the fuck down that's what you're not gonna do you're not gonna do that i'm not gonna put up with that you know is one of these things where i came to the conclusion that me and Roger are odd and we're we're very odd because a lot of people ask us but do y'all fuss and fight and we tell them no and they look at us like we got fucking three heads like bitch i'm not gonna fight with my husband i'm not gonna fight with my mate my boyfriend my significant others i every time i open up the door bitch it's a motherfucking fight from the color of my skin to my sex and gender the fuck i'm gonna come home and fight you for bitch i'll be by myself yeah i think also like a lot of that stuff is tone stuff like a fight to me is about tone because we've disagreed we've had discussions we've you know had you know like we're human beings we've made mistakes and stuff like so it's not this like we're so perfect guys mm-hmm. we've just never had a problem and right. we don't understand how y'all even have problems what the fuck is wrong with y'all like it's not even like that it's just literally like i would never call my wife out of her name right. you know what i'm saying like what would be the point of that shit you know and now and 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 i think for me i'm a calm person for the most part but like Mm -hmm. emotions to me are not 
they're not necessarily a good excuse for myself i i'm more allowing of other people and their emotions than my own in some t- in, in a lot of cases so like being upset to me is a thing where i'm like i won't talk to you in anger i'll rather leave or calm down or have a little time on myself rather than to to like bust in a room and say some shit and then later try to rationalize it with well i was upset and a lot of people in life that this is the difference i think we say we're weird a lot of people in life really have a this like excuse of when i'm angry i can i there's this shit i'm not accountable for right and i just i think you're always accountable Mm -hmm. period and now you doesn't mean you won't make a mistake but you can't just throw that at me and i'm supposed to be like well yeah you were angry so it was cool like you know i and so those are my lines but i have them for myself as well and i think a lot of people model and mirror the things they grew up seeing Uh, a lot of people repeat the same mistakes and the and the path that they that they experienced so it could be that and you know people need to learn need to read people need to go to therapy people need to learn because some of this shit is just to me it's not even about romantic relationships as a human being and as a person that has relationships of any type there's a level of accountability and vulnerability and stuff that you have to get to in order to maintain those relationships and make them healthy because if not you're just going to constantly have toxic messed up relationships with people and i and, and i used to have those in my friendship sometimes and i don't anymore um because because of my own different shortcomings and stuff and trying to be a people pleaser and trying to give everybody like you know a chance all the fucking time and stuff and it led me down some bad paths so i'll say that as a person that's experienced it but yeah i i i I, yeah talk to me nice (laughs) yes 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 talk talk to me nice and words mean things and like i said it's one of those things and just quote unquote it might be one of those things but when i said this people understand we live in an age now and people have said this but i truly believe this we live in an age now where particularly online where you can't physically put your hands on somebody people will talk all kinds of ways and i lived in an age where but dog you talk that big shit somebody will see you in these streets Mm -hmm. and be like bitch what you say and you gonna have to back up your words you can't just be out here just saying shit to people like words don't hurt and words don't make people respond and people don't have emotions like you can't just put something out in the world and just expect that shit to fly without any consequences or repercussions to your language and i think we live in a society where a lot of generation the gen, a lot of people are brought up in a generation where there's no consequences or repercussions to the language and that's why sometimes when you see these videos and people see people in real life but like bitch what you say all of a sudden the tune changes the fear is upon them yes because it's different when you typing in words and then you having to back them up and you have to be held accountable and somebody can physically touch you and everybody don't give a fuck about the law and everybody don't care about not getting arrested you know and shit like that and so because of that i try to be uh, uh aware of of how of how i treat people and what i say to people because there are consequences to what you say yeah and i think in these romantic relationships I, a lot of times it is in person um but yeah i think you know how you treat and talk to people is influenced by the environment and social media has definitely turned the way we talk to each other into like a there's no consequences for this um also i think last thing conflict is entertaining and there's always going to be people who 
want to go viral from entertainment at this point like yes people i like when i see those videos of a couple where like they're shitting on each other they're pranking each other they're doing something mean or whatever or they're or they're making one of these fake videos where they pretend to be fighting i just think of like it feels like grifting to me (laughs) it feels cheap and and commodified in a way that's not real because i don't i guess my brain goes to if this is real it's so toxic it's you shouldn't be showing me this and if it's not real you're willing to look super toxic because they never pull the curtain back and go guys this is a fake video for the most part so that you're willing to look toxic to go viral and that says something about the superficiality of your relationship if you're willing to break everything in your house to make a skit about what would happen if your girl deleted your 2k character to me that's crazy yes sir um like we don't even play like that on the show we used to get that feedback at the beginning of the show was like oh it's the husband and wife show yeah how come y'all don't like fight or argue or we like used to get that a have, lot when we first y'all don't, y'all don't never have a segment where y'all just disagree just to like make a point i was like why do you need that this ain't reality tv for me why do you need a fake disagreement and like you just need to pick a side like there's gonna be there's thousands of episodes there's gonna be times where we do disagree mm-hmm. we just ain't yelling at each other calling each other names and so pe- people don't see it as yeah, a disagreement like yeah. it's not i'm not doing this part for your entertainment that's not mm-hmm. what's funny to me because the, these mics go off and we gotta look each other in the face all right daniel sees aaron says daniel sees just released an album last weekend it's pretty good oh okay all right i wasn't i never listened to his first album i'm i've been able to focot this one guys <laughs> this has been nice okay i've been able to pull the i never liked him anyway you know yeah the y'all the problem you know i was never into his music so yeah that's what i'm saying it's been easy for me Mm -hmm. this this is a layup i I can pull this out anytime you know uh but yeah i i I, maybe i'll check it out i i I mean y'all did like him for some reason in the first place Mm -hmm. he probably do got some bops you know me i know the music but don't know the person so i'm pretty sure he got some bops out there i'll go that's my jam but don't ask me who it is now episode 2692 was a favorite for a lot of people this week it was uh when we talked to vincent williams and lynn webb of the class of 1989 podcast and the michelle mission that was fun and uh my mom loved them we got a bunch of feedback on social media mm-hmm. about them some people were already fans of their show so it was like a crossover oh, event for them like yay. you know i very i always love a, a crossover you know where we're mm-hmm. we're bringing in fans and they're bringing in fans it's like oh we found something new so Ramsey D. Jenkins says five stars for the entire episode. Came come through with the black film history in my Karen Morrow voice. <laughs> JB from Harlem says, uh, Karen, what would that sound like, by the way? Come through with the black film history in your voice. Oh, come through with the black film history. That's what I thought. JB from Harlem says five stars. Excellent show in 1989. It was a, ju- I was a junior in high school. I skipped school to appear in the fight the power music video for the film do the right thing with Paul oh, Kenny. That movie's impact that summer. Dinkins was running for mayor and then they declared a state of emergency because they believe black people were riot after seeing the movie. Yo, that's what we didn't talk about. There used to be a time when, and this used to happen a lot at Queens Park. But there used to be a time mm-hmm. when a black movie came out and these niggas act like we was going to leave the movie and kill people. Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn fucking movie, guys. 
this ain't song of the south you motherfuckers y'all the ones that be doing shit after watching the movie we we didn't go out and start jim crow because a fucking movie told us to get the but but we got oh radio raheem got killed and now y'all got to worry if we gonna burn down our own pizza spot it's a goddamn movie we know the difference between a movie and real life it is the same thing with panther i remember all the black like Mm -hmm the black films the pro-black films i just remember a significant amount of like trepidation like oh don't and then the other one is it was a black movie about gang shit like a john singleton movie oh you know they're gonna be shooting people at the theater i'm like shooting people because they saw a goddamn movie right is that how it works like ice cube shot somebody i guess i got to shoot somebody in the parking lot boy this country Trey says, sending a big thank you to Rod and Karen for having the brothers from class of 1989 slash Michelle Mission podcast on the show. This is a great way to get introduced to them. I'm so glad more folks are finding out about Oscar Michelle. Dude was definitely ahead of his time and one of the earliest black renaissance men. I always joke that if black Hollywood were to ever do their own Oscars, they shouldn't be named after him. The Michelle Awards. Uh, thanks again, Rod and Karen, for another great episode. Um, peace, God. Sorry, I've been watching Wu-Tang Hulu show too much. Ha. Ah i still haven't started that show um i I really gotta i'm really gonna have to bite the bullet and watch some of these black shows guys i'm i'm I'm, ever since power i've been like man for real this child niggas watching and i know it's it's just tv and just tv black people are entitled to be entertained by whatever and there's a thousand terrible white shows that people Mm -hmm. love but Mm -hmm. i don't know why man power was the most like nah man y'all not gonna make me watch this just because i'm black <laughs> and ever since then i feel like i've been too i've been too harsh i've been like i watched snowfall but like i haven't watched bmf i haven't watched uh you know i quit empire like two seasons in that shit was terrible to me um uh the wu-tang hulu show no matter how many dudes i hear talk about i'll be like yeah i'm good so i don't I, I don't know i gotta i gotta i gotta get into the black uh i still haven't finished fucking pink uh p valley like I, I keep i don't know what's wrong with me guys i'm watching beef right now on netflix and i'm loving it yeah a lot of people watch a lot of uh different uh stuff and uh you you know me i uh i either watch it or i don't and i'm not gonna lie to you niggas i ain't watching it i don't you know you can suggest it all you want to probably never yeah, will. i think i want to watch it i think i'm gonna end up watching this stuff mostly for like one the show um to like there's jokes and references you can make if you watch that kind of shit that you can't make if you don't agree um and you know people like it like i like i like black people and i like being in the know with my fam with my with my fam so I, i'm gonna try to check some of these out but you know my list is long anyway <clears throat> very insightful show says ev and great guests Tubi movies are so horrible they're hilarious most of them are shot on iphones and the actors are usually someone's cousin or pookie down the street do you think you'll ever do a spoiled movie review or regular show about the best or of the worst on Tubi? absolutely not Mm-mm. absolutely not that there i do draw the line i don't need to be black that hard Mm-mm. okay i'm sorry y'all no i'm not the, like the rest of you negroes where I'll watch anything because it's black. I mean, come on, guys. We, we, I tell my mom I'll never be like any of those Negroes. Okay. Some of y'all. Some I'm, of y'all Negroes are sick. All right. <laughs> I might joke about it and laugh about it, but no, I'm not. Negro, please. Mm-mm. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Don't, nope, don't hold your breath. Nah, I do have a limited amount of time, guys. Uh, <laughs> like, whenever Justin or somebody bring up these weird TV shows or, like, you know, love love after lockup 
uh mobile alabama part of me is like bro you you got time for that like what is there nothing else to do or what's going on because I, I i feel like my schedule don't allow me to have that level of like because you know if you're watching love and love at the lockup uh seattle you're watching everything else yeah you're watching all the love yeah the lock you're up. watching 90 day fiance uh locked up abroad mm-hmm. you're why you've watched all the other 90 day fiancés to get to that you know of what i'm course. saying so i I just think i don't have the time for reality shows and scripted narrative style shows but you know i also do this show five days a week and stuff and wrote a tv show and shit so all right do you watch t- movies on tubi yes 24 percent. no 71 percent. and i'm signing up right now six percent <laughs> and the poll on spotify do you watch tubi movies 17 percent yes 81 percent no and two percent i'm signing up right now um and i guess because they got the money you know they would never be like the rest of you negroes and watch watch tubi uh then um comments on our youtube phil says whenever someone mentions tubi movies to me i ask them if they read Quan mills books they never know who he is so i tell people to google him and his books then i wait every reaction has been priceless five stars man what a time quine mills i remember i interviewed him man and like one i cannot believe that's a real person two to this day people still cite that interview because they're like because uh every once in a while a rumor floats around on social media it's like quine mills is a white man who writes these these books to denigrate the black community and people will point them to my interview and be like no he's not <laughs> we he is black don't mean you gotta support him but he is a black man oh man what a time oh i still i still remember people quitting the show around that time because i interviewed him and i was like i'm sorry but this nigga is hilarious i i didn't say like i he won't be my best friend and we gonna hang out but that episode i i was asking the questions your ass wanted to know and you know nobody else was asking the questions or getting interviews with him so you're fucking welcome i gave you the, the ammo to hate him same thing with my shy b interview like i'm not giving them the platform to pal around i'm asking them the fucking questions i want to know the same way you want to know where does this come from and uh yeah if you don't know who quine mills is google quine mills the titles are just ridiculous ridiculous the books might be written by ai i don't know we don't know but the actual titles are hilarious steven says oh man i love those guys i've been listening to them on the movie pod and they were when they were the black tribbles y'all get the best guests thanks steven my mom says i love this episode back down memory lane with these black movies so excited to be introduced to another excellent podcast well that's why we do it um back to spotify the comments tubi is not responsible for the content of this podcast uh Raphael says i just want to say thank you for bringing me another wonderful podcast to my life my birthday is next month gifts already started now tubi go ahead write them a check i'll take one for africa wow he has pivoted from nfts to this motherland trip and i'm just saying y'all gonna get over there Mm -mm. and and be like nas at the end of belly talking about we finally africa and they're gonna be like what are you doing uh, just show me to my house please uh Mm -mm. what that ain't how this works 
Fifi says the butler hidden figures my daughter and I went to the museum in DC the African American Museum of History and Culture and they had some actual copies of the real green book mm-hmm. we went and seen it the shady dame says thanks for a new podcast just added me um uh some of their episodes to my queue you guys are the best yay coach malik bailey says remember seeing boys in the hood in the theater when i was young it was strange that when doughboy got revenge white people in the audience were clapping but not when trey was going to college Mm, okay we see you you kind of woke over there (laughs) (laughs) he he noticed that at a very young age come on message he he took that personally (laughs) he said hey what y'all clapping for Mm -hmm. i don't like that shit for sure bro i don't like that shit that was him in the theater eating popcorn <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh kadian says loved this one thank you for bringing vince and lynn to my attention i've subscribed to both podcasts adding michelle mission as a media resource in the syllabus next term for one of my courses yes and if you listen to the latest episode the one they did the michelle mission after um um after they were on our show um lynn and vince uh it's called space is the place 1974 they're reviewing the movie called uh space is the place mm-hmm. but they start talking about like some of their guest appearances on places and and their reddit and stuff like that and so they talked about being on our show and they just have such loving kind words about karen yeah, and her smile and how she reminds them of their aunt and all that stuff and uh yeah i i, I really appreciated their kind mm-hmm. words uh it was really sweet and i appreciate them and i'm so glad uh we got connected uh with them and things like that we'll definitely between them and us be reaching out again yeah shout out to johnny douche who uh behind the scenes i hope i pronounce it right it's not dutch mm-hmm. but um she dutch i think is how you pronounce it but she uh for a long time ago like she good people when when she was working for npr charlotte they held like a uh podcast like meetup right and i think we covered it on the show how we went out there and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was (laughs) it was interesting because like even in charlotte which is a city you know it's not new york but it's a city there were podcasts there and they were talking and it was about like possibly even working with npr and mm-hmm. starting a new idea for a yeah. new podcast yeah, this is when they had people pitching ideas for podcasts yeah, yeah. And, and we were not really going to pitch ideas because the problem with it is they could take your idea possibly do it without you mm-hmm. not that i think they were operating that way but they could technically yeah. if you filled out the paperwork they could also um you know use your idea like they may even have right to the idea depending on what you sign and stuff and so i'm always a little wary of big companies but Mm -hmm. we went out there did the mingling thing which i know is tough for me in general i normally don't even do this mixer type of shit we had a i had a a good time and and what was funny when we was out there i don't i think we may have probably been one of the oldest running podcast because that's what i was gonna say we were the oldest running okay it's not close okay because some we were also asking us questions all types of like i won't say basic questions but like newbie questions trying to figure out things we were definitely the oldest podcast there we were definitely the most popular podcast there most listened to podcast there and like it was cool because like some people already knew us but joni knew us and i think she was even on some like i didn't expect y'all to come just just because you know like we would be quote unquote bigger than this or whatever 
but she was so cool and so nice to talk to and i remember being like oh man i'm glad i came just for that because even if we never work with npr anything it's just she seemed like cool people and so they were gonna do uh this is right before the pandemic they were gonna do a charlotte podcast festival and Joni was planning in this stuff and this is before people really knew how to do virtual stuff so it was going to be in person then the pandemic hit and of course they had to they couldn't do it mm-hmm. and they kind of scaled it down um and moved it but she was like we want y'all to come out there we want y'all to be on stage like we're not affiliated with npr it was just out of like deference to the fact that like y'all are a big deal with your podcast and in charlotte there's no one that's doing this bigger or better than y'all. Yeah, like she had did her research. Like she had and told we're us, yeah. Independent show. We're a black show. And, you know, we can code switch. Like we could mm-hmm. do some NPR shit, but of course. It was like she wasn't even really asking us to do all that. It was just more like showing love and respect and whatnot. Um, and then we ended up doing the podcast fest, like the virtual podcast festival, which some of y'all even attended. Mm-hmm. And we had a good time doing that. And I think she ended up leaving NPR. She's doing some other stuff now. But the main thing was like, she's kept that relationship. And so occasionally she'll introduce us to somebody and be like, had them on the show. You know what I mean? Or like, would you be interested in having this person on the show? and listen she don't miss she does not miss we like she's like it's not i don't think it's just as simple as like here's some black people you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's like it's an actual like um hey dr ray win grant this would be a dope collaboration and i think great time with her also um we're able to do those interviews and research and talk to these people and i think bring them to an audience that they might not that might not know they out they're out there so anytime y'all write in and say how much y'all love guests and stuff it just makes us feel like yeah this is working so mm-hmm. thank you okay episode 2693 is the last episode of the week the monkey bar massacre uh <laughs> the rumble by the jungle jam the uh uh revenge at recess uh apia from germany says people who talk walk around and prank others in public especially in a country with so many guns must be prepared to get hurt come on yeah it's really suicide by prank sailor agony says oh nigga here they these leaking civil liberty ass fuckers crying again i literally had to pause this episode to read that story the washington post had a story about these leakers so i read that one and all that shit had me thinking chelsea manning and edward snowden are kind of how we got trump cambridge analytica russia 4chan and other firms finished it you know that's actually a really good point and i think one of the things i don't know about chelsea manning but definitely edward snowden one of the things the reasons that edward was leaking shit is because this motherfuckers did not like obama and seemed kind of racist and no one ever talks about it you know i like I, a lot of times it's like the i think liberal people want to have transparency so bad that they'll applaud it even for the wrong reasons right and i don't wrap my arms around these motherfuckers because i don't think they're doing it out of a i'm blowing the whistle for national security i think it comes from some petulant bullshit um in a lot of cases and i think if it was uh listen i have to expose this because this is a deep dark secret that the world needs to know about i would understand but like 
i don't see it the same you know it's like dick cheney threatening to to reveal the names of agents around the globe because he was being petty or something it's like that's not i don't applaud that just because right. it's transparent and now you put these people's families at risk yeah like the, i i the, the the why matters as much as anything else anyway regardless of whatever magnanimous due diligence they provided for the public they stole information from private or public firms uh white liberals wine took awards on their behalf made movies snowden directed by oliver stone to fit the state in 2013 about julian Assange. julian Assange turned out to be a rapist piece of shit may glenn i mean allegedly glenn, may glenn greenwald a peabody award winner for his story on the nsa with barton gelman and once again because white gone white same song second first fucking verse on discord no less we lost a generation to this shit too i'll never get over it first off these fuckers wanted to get caught if you wanted to do privately to privately do this a fucking server service like discord ain't it you ain't glad to like the government that's fine however when we've seen how some of our protections like the electric grid nuclear power military be compromised by these outsiders who label it under declassifying for the greater good are just doing the opposite you just can't give a nuclear football to a leaker that's fucking dumb and i don't care if you're the next albert einstein you're fucking us all to death um you're talking you're taking the public safety for granted anonymous did a lot of carnival barking during obama years and what their record on vetting law enforcement and local government was about as reliable as the minnesota timberwolves holding on to a lead in the fourth quarter activists ate that shit up on social media so did the public despite a lack of payoff i know it will go viral every time uh um every time anonymous threatened to like do something to like a police city like we're gonna get the officers of this and then it just wouldn't happen right they're in the dark about who was doing what in ferguson or sanford florida lots of hearsay shit we don't really know uh need to know if hillary clinton was going to talk with someone pivotal during her ambassador days under the obama administration journalists did that shit and yeah it's complicated doubt it'll have a severe effect on the biden administration but who knows people love outrage like a drug outrage cost a lot of democratic politicians seats in the house and senate yes, just be afraid of barack and just being afraid of barack in 2010 2016 to 2016 um considering it's always outrage o'clock on tv and social media who knows lost a ton of respect for people who turned into a bunch of x-files experts when it was a black president leading the country but hadn't kept the same passion under trump Mm-hmm. yep reporters all of us of all sections couldn't wait to get those jokes off even obama attempting to quell concerns didn't matter be it drones or dispelling nsa myths the propaganda won big time yeah i'll i'll never be over the fact that trump did way more droning than obama and was way less transparent about it and i nobody, no one cared yeah, right nobody gave a fuck that, i think i may have read one maybe two articles the entire four years he was in office right and so i gotta look at you niggas and go okay well y'all really wasn't mad yeah it's to the point where people still call obama like the drone in chief but it's like um that title belongs to trump now yes it does but we'll never talk about it and that says a lot because i i personally think i know why we're in that, what what that's really about mm-hmm. those leaker years in 2010s got a lot of people paid a new job so to see this story be a thing again deep breath fuck i just hope it doesn't grow into something more we'll see we'll see i think also like uh one thing this has really done is demystify the uh reverence that people hold for journalists if if at all or journalists hold for themselves because like watching like matt taibbi get played by elon musk you know watching glenn greenwald be exposed like 
uh watching a dude from uh y'all know the number whatever that number is the dude that got the voting thing right that one year and then never again watching those people be like shown to be wrong and just as egotistical and just as in denial a lot of that shit really does like make you go oh these these are just fucking people sending your rights in i think it's interesting to see which black platforms are embracing and spreading right-wing extremism hint is not the platforms headed by black women the interesting part about right-wing extremism i.e white supremacy is that their supporters don't trade on their principles for increased popularity they will high five one of these black media personalities for their homophobia transphobia and then run around and call them the n-word with the Mm r-e-r meanwhile black media personalities amplify this gotta see both sides racist perspectives to their predominantly black audience and it never happens in reverse these right-wing extremists will never bring a black progressive or even moderate on that show because their audience is there for the racism first and all of the other bigotry secondary their viewers are going to all of a sudden start listening to or watching black programming just because their fave was on it once they don't all of a sudden start to understand the problem with police brutality in the black community or support affirmative action but black folks almost always become more anti-black when they pile around with those rights extremist spaces i don't know why so many black men have a peep game that aligning with white supremacy has never been a winning strategy for the long term or at least not for black folks i feel you on all of this the only thing i'll push back on is it is some of the platforms headed by black women like the blog i was telling you where you can literally take the copy of the top of the article and find it on the new york daily news that's a black woman blog for sure uh the shade room which also spreads a lot of transphobia and a lot of uh right-wing conspiracy shit that well i shouldn't say a lot but they 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 they've spread some that's headed by a black woman so i think what's happening is that in the podcast space in the places where you see someone on a microphone those black men are the faces of this to a lot of us it's nori it's academics it's uh joe budden to a certain extent like the the people that you know Charlemagne for sure like the people that pile around with white supremacists as like some type of point or the people that want to be shown as like i definitely don't fuck with democrats you know and maybe we should vote republican you know stephen a smith i think those are definitely black men in most of those spaces that play that role and their faces are facing the camera but i think when black women do it they tend to do it through the blogs and stuff like that and not put their face to it because i think there's a cost uh associated with black women doing shit like that that black men don't pay agree you know there's privilege there in that you know most uh black men can still be accepted within the community while having some either conservative or just flat out uh fucked up views you know transphobic uh homophobic uh white supremacist leaning conservative leaning views and you can still be accepted as like a black man but i think when you see like the price that like a chrishelle uh, chrisette michelle play paid um for just even piling around and trying to do the both sides shit you won't see a black woman normally put their face to that shit no um, you know there's a few sherry shepherd you know there's a few but there's not a lot uh, yeah yeah and it's also one of those things now you do have black women that are over there but for the most part majority of black women 
we're like bitch what's wrong with you and i'm not gonna support that and particularly if you're if your whole thing is you're catering towards us like like your whole thing is us and like black people were like literally her black women specifically it's literally her number one supporters i've seen her live she has a gorgeous voice but it's one of those things where now says you wrong and i'm not gonna support it and and Mm -hmm. and we'll leave and won't come back yeah so i think that's just more of a cost i mean we have all seen conservative black women's hair right they can't come around the beauty shop no more you can tell you know they've been perp plusing it and 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 that's there's a cost to it and it is who who want to lose their edges for that you know um but yeah so i i de- but i definitely feel you i think the more vocal put your face on it take a picture with this conservative person is typically like black dudes and especially in the podcast game right now and um yeah we discussed it at length and i i, I don't think it's a coincidence uh that that their faces are out there but yeah don't don't get fooled there's a lot of black women fucking around with this shit too especially the transphobia part especially like these blogs that just put pictures of like Dwayne Wade's daughter out there and no comments you can't trick me i know you, i've seen the comments that means you've seen the comments you just look at that that number going up and you look at the the likes and the comment number and you don't give a fuck about that kid or how it makes any trans person feel to have their body and their lives examined like that to have a child to have a child that is actually affirmed denigrated by black people on a black platform in the name of blackness and you pretend not to have see it you pretend not to see the comments calling you out for it and then you do the shit again like two weeks later you know putting a little boosie on that those those are black women making those decisions they just don't put their face next to it so it ain't it ain't fooling me uh anyway ev says dj academics has been a cornball for the longest so it's no surprise he signed with a right-wing platform yeah i don't think we covered this on the show but since our show he went to some right he went left twitch to go to some right-wing uh racist platform um but i mean he is a troll and like i told y'all man these dudes are looking at the money these white racist people are making Mm -hmm. and they want it they don't care about us this is i've never heard dj academics make any point about black people or blackness in any way that mattered like he's out for self he he knows he he leans into being a troll he leans in his people harassing folks to me this par for the course and i think a lot of times giving him the reaction of helping him go viral or constantly like help you know bringing up his clip so you can dunk on him it just helps because i think you're not looking at a person that's viewing it the, the the their value system is not the same as yours so you really can't say or do shit to them to like retaliate you just got to sit up there and let it happen he's known for such hits as it being okay to, for non-blacks to say nigga being a colorist and speaking down on black women any chance he gets his fan base consists of other cornballs and pick means the right can have his goofy ass care you were on fire this episode i'll have five minutes straight for milky bar massacre you are queen of the puns oh thank you she was the poll has oh wait comments on youtube my mom says awesome show so many problematic stories lol motto nothing wrong as long as it's funny that's true so we say um and the poll has a teacher ever allowed you to fight in school Mm -mm. 10% yes a 90% no and basically the same percentage on spotify um oh this 10% what was y'all at fair east side the fuck is this (laughs) i don't understand 
Oh man. <laughs> uh lastly the comment was Rumble by the Jungle Gym. And Micah says, When I was in high school, there were a lot of problems with violence and a couple kids had already gotten shot. We had a gym teacher that would allow people to fight as long as it stayed clean. And what's clean? I guess No blood. Yeah, you don't bring no black eyes. You don't kill them? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea. Now, this is a very toxic masculinity idea, but I do like the idea. I've never seen it happen in person. I like the idea of, like, fuck it. Let's get some boxing gloves and some headgear. Y'all niggas want to fight. Go in the ring and have it out. Because I do, as a person that grew up in the neighborhood where I got in a lot of fights, I think there's a value to learning to fight and learning to be hit because i feel like there's two types of people that talk a lot of shit in the world there's people that's been in a lot of fights and a bunch of you motherfuckers has never been hit and i can smell the difference i've been hit before i think i've been in like one fight and this is when i was but, real young but you see how we had so much discussion this episode about how you don't just be out here talking to everybody crazy i don't that's because you know the value of violence and i do yes i do or, or more specifically the cost of violence and i think that's something that i speak I i'm not okay. proud of speaking it but i speak it in that i can see shit in the currency of violence and be like not, not not worth the cost and then some days i'm like i'll absolutely pay every last penny of this cost it, but but i know because i've it's been measured a bunch of times throughout my childhood of like okay today's the day i'm finna fight this nigga <laughs> and i and i i really just I've, I've i've i'm fed up and it's this is the cost of if i get beat up i get beat up if i win i win but i just gotta do it you know what i mean yeah, and like i said i'm i'm a de-escalator i like let let's de-escalate this because this two things you can learn from being hit one what it feels like to be hit yes and that which shit a lot is, of people actually do need to learn Ooh, some of that, that shit is not fun you fuck around and see stars the second thing you can learn from being hit is it ain't the end of the world it ain't the end of the world so sometimes you get hit and you go okay okay i didn't die you know i lost the fight i'm a, i'm still here or you know the fight was it was a fair when it ended up 50 50 or i won the fight but you learn something about yourself i also don't trust people that's never lost a fight because you just sound like a bully that means you didn't take on no fights you didn't take on no challenges yes you was Everybody out here was weaker than you you was out here playing the game on easy mode and shit like right. nigga please you need to fight somebody everybody need to get beat up like one time be like oh oh this does not always work out you can be on the right side of something and on the wrong side of an ass whooping you sure can anyway these are just these are my thoughts uh lastly we gotta get to the to the emails because we have no voicemails this week uh let me uh play a song though so i can throw some commercials in here you know what i'm saying come on right you know the email the blackout tips at gmail let's talk about it aaron says 2691 to nine phrases hey rod and karen 
i think what also contributes to the hurt of ghosting is the type of conversations we have especially dating online people who i guess meet who online i guess people who say they uh i guess online meet others at a higher rate and it can get boring okay people i think what he's saying is people meet others online at a higher rate and it can get i can see that it can get boring heading the same small talk conversations or having the same small talk conversations every time Mm -hmm. so people want to try and make a connection right away and when you find that one person you really connect with after going through a lot of lanes it hurts even more when it goes Mm, yeah i can see that i I think it's because everybody's speeding everything up yeah that's that speed up shit yeah when you mean a lot more people everything gotta have a little faster and i think it probably hurts because emotionally you're connected a little bit faster and a little bit stronger then you typically would be connected to another person right something that might take uh maybe a few months you you could diss it down to a few weeks uh aaron says hello karen and rod the university i work at tracks the amount of covid cases daily at its height we get reports of about 20 to 30 people testing positive now it's less than 10 every day also for the new school year starting in fall they changed the vaccine from required to strongly recommended so we'll see what happens yeah numbers are going down even as the which i mean honestly best case scenario as the restrictions are going down the numbers are continuing to go down as opposed to spike up which a lot of naysayers said would happen um i'm sure a variant could come through and maybe change things at any time which is why we need to keep our ear to the ground and and read these articles don't just brush them off it's like oh that was back during the pandemic it's still a pandemic out this bitch or i guess endemic at this point but yeah the point being like um we still shouldn't you know disregard the good news Mm-mm. you know the good news is less than 10 people when it used to be over 20 30 at your university are getting COVID. that is good yes and and the, the good news is is with all the technology and you know uh before the pandemic uh shit that you know used to take decades you can now get it, the time is condensed because a lot of people are, are using the I guess whatever the code is for this and branching out and solving other shit with that. So you're actually advancing technology. And as time, I personally think as time goes on, this will eventually be like the flu where we're going to kind of take both at the same time or at least once a year. Uh, Because like I said, with the pandemic, like the flu, uh, it's going to be something where they're going to be like, okay, they pick the strands that they think is going to happen or, or, or just see what's happening around the world and you keep getting the shots and eventually, you know, they're going to come out and tell us when we get the next shot. So for most people, as long as you uh, are boosted or or, 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 or uh, make sure you up, re-up your boost if you haven't been boosted in a few years, the average person should be just fine. Yeah, I just think you just can't disregard the good news. That's mm-hmm. all. Like, w- w- and just keep your ear to the ground yeah, in case like- bad news comes along because we're seeing less cases even as the restrictions have gone by and that is honestly uh it's, it gives me hope yes it does it, it gives me hope too like i said uh mm. before i was talking about the uh uh the, the new shots and things like that it gives me hope because you go okay we're getting these new shots so it gives me hope that the numbers will continue to go down it'll never be zero well yeah but a lot of people aren't taking them i just think if the numbers are going down in an environment where most people didn't get their booster that's true people aren't wearing masks um people aren't social distancing and the numbers continue to go down that's a that's best case scenario because like that's not about our behavior that's just the the virus is either dying out or getting weaker 
so you know and people are getting uh, probably immunity from just catching it at this point mm. and there's also less chance there's less reports of long covid from the newest strain so these these are good things as mm-hmm. i just don't think we're ever gonna have a chance a segment i mean a, a moment where it's gone agreed nicole says as long as you get your weed at a legal dispensary you don't have to worry about it being laced with stuff now if you go to some random dude off the street that's a whole other story i'm not sure about flying to mexico but the times i flew to south america or europe if we had a layover in the u.s you fly from cabo to phoenix then phoenix to charlotte then you have to go through customs when you get off the plane you have to go through customs then you get your luggage and recheck it go through the tsa screening then you get to the terminal go to the terminal to board your next flight they make you they do that to make sure you don't bring things illegally so when we fly international we pay extra to get direct flights i live in phoenix and british airways has a direct flight from phoenix to london they have to fight they have flight daily at 4 30 p.m 5 30 p.m and 6 30 p.m you basically sleep on the 13 hour flight and arrive in london in the afternoon they also have direct flights from phoenix to frankfurt germany my husband and i travel with two small kids so we always look at convenience and comfort first class international now that's chef kiss worth it the food is better fully flat seats hot towel to wipe your face prior to landing you have you get a toiletry kit to brush your teeth rinse your mouth etc so you arrive fresh real pillows unlimited drinks and the bathroom is nicer yeah 13 hours i could yeah i could i I could see that and yes if i was Mm. do something like that i would pay the extra money to for a straight flight too because that sounds fucking chaotic yeah i I think later this year when i uh travel internationally uh i'm definitely gonna do the first class thing uh to to see what it's like you know uh and you know it'll probably be dope i'll care and i'll let you know how it was because i'm really looking forward to it. episode 2693 high rod and karen what hey Hope bitch ain't all. nobody going nowhere then what is we talking about <laughs> don't you mean two tickets my nigga no i'm gonna text you uh, nope. when i get there because i don't nope. think i don't think it i have to get the whatsapp because i think that's the best way to nope, communicate nope, when i'm on the nope, beach I, nope this is not work related bitch if you going on a vacation we going on a vacation high riding karen hope you are karen you know you ain't got no vacation time okay whatever use it all in new york now it's my what? turn nope nope no sir no sir Mm-mm. girl i ain't going nowhere with canada you got the wrong one i don't give a fuck we we nigga we all going wow uh celeste writes in hi rod and karen hope you are all well i totally appreciate your balanced take on the fact that the covid emergency was going to end at some point and tying it back to people slash citizens one because even in the emergency never ending ended even if the emergency never ended individuals as karen said were calculating their risk differently from the beginning for some people that was the initial reasons for the push to reopen even as we barely shut down compared to other countries they had to get their haircuts they didn't want masks they wanted to be served in restaurants and bars yep gotta go to the gym everything was about service i was like oh y'all niggas just want to be served yeah before the vaccines and even like masking and social distancing was instituted a lot of places there were people that just weren't gonna do any of that shit be real and i know people that it can it it's it's like gaslighting you start going i guess it's not that dangerous if everybody around me is acting like it's not and i think that's how a lot of people caught covid just doing shit that we really didn't shouldn't have been doing at that time you know before the vaccine yes but you know i think that also gave people like a shell shock and a ptsd of like 
even as things get better they're like i'm not doing anything you know i was nigga that was me yeah i was uh just on um the karen hunter show yesterday uh shout out to karen hunter and uh sirius xm it was fun and she was talking about how i was saying how me and you go to the movies all the time mm-hmm. and she was like i just don't want to be in a movie theater with people breathing on me and stuff like and i'm like yeah community transmission ain't happening at theater but but I think we're all shell shocked. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't feel comfortable, I'm not gonna tell you that you should go right. in there. I'm like, nah, don't go in there then, because I think everything's risky. If you go to a restaurant, it's a risk. If you, you know, um, go to a theater, it's a risk. If you hop on a train or a bus, it's a risk. So, mm-hmm. I definitely get it, but it's just that idea of like, um, some people gave everybody else ptsd because they never stopped doing this even when community risk and community transmission was super high so now that it's super low people are mentally are still at the i see a crowd of people i don't want to be there and and you know what and periodically it does not happen as frequently as it did when i first when we first started going out but even now if i'm standing around and too many people get around me I'm like, i gotta go i, I like i just mm-hmm. go into flat panic mode because mm-hmm. i'll be like oh let me put on my, let me i got to go like i just mm-hmm. be like nope too many people breathing talking is too much yeah i'm just i've never been a crowd guy in the first place so it's, it's this has not been a hard adjustment i already live my life to avoid a lot of crowds you know mm-hmm. when i would or do go out to eat even before the pandemic i liked a, a, a restaurant without a lot of people yeah we always go off times that was just my thing i you know it's just how i am I, i've never needed to be in the spot the happening spot but there are times where i am you know and i you know hornets games we've gone you know um so yeah it just depends on different things too even with many people not taking advantage of the vaccines a lot of people did and it has had some impact so far in terms of severity of outcomes will that be true forever who knows the data is evolving as time goes three mm-hmm. people i think looked around and saw that even when china tried for two years to do the most extreme of lockdowns it couldn't stop it totally and that is a big psychological factor as well four humans always measure risk in different ways looking through the lens of their experiences and it's frustrating to see the conversation about mitigation and being covet cautious seem to fall along the lines of like prison abolition when you see tiktok videos and twitter threads of people declaring the current government equal to 45's government and then discourage folks from voting and ignoring all the bad actors not just republicans but some ignorant black and brown influences too Mm -hmm. to making the to make a point is frustrating yeah yeah that's one of the reasons i don't want to talk i don't i one of the reasons i'm careful about shitting on the COVID response uh under biden is that people are saying that shit like the numbers didn't go down right and they're they're treating it like trump and that's one of the lasting legacies of trump is the eroding of our belief in the idea that people in the government are trying to do a good job and taking things into account that aren't just how they feel today and trump really broke a lot of people's brains with that because even now they don't they refuse to believe like well the they did consider these things and this is the conclusion they arrived at and most of us if we were in this position would at some point be like yeah we're gonna have to let the state of emergency pass because yeah, we can't keep here's here's what our markers were to make it a state of emergency we're below those markers and we're never getting to zero so at some point and we don't have the money and the funding anymore we have to let it go but when you go on our tiktok or you see someone's twitter and it's just like they just gonna say go out here and get it they don't give a fuck and it's like well that's not 
that can't be true right uh asking them okay what should we do as a society do about covid how are you going to make people follow the rules you set up and if you just been saying the government is capitalist evil and no good come out of it how are you going to make any changes if you're in charge asking these questions and you get a lot of hyperbolic nonsense that ignores key facts there is no surefire way to stop covid anywhere neither farmer nor naturalistic solutions work for everyone all the time so then what well, you can always use ivermectin. That's what me and Karen did. No, I did uh, not. Go to ivermectin.com mm. and put in code TBGWT. No, you better not. Mm-mm. No, uh, sir. This is one time you can, you can have that one all by yourself. Raphael, uh, this is how I'm going to pay for my trip to Africa. Okay. Uh, all you can do is mitigate the best you can for the most people you can in the face of total opposition. What that includes violence. Why, who do they think wants to keep putting themselves and family at risk? Yeah, they was trying to kill Dr. Fauci, but then liberal people hate him too. I don't, I don't get it. It does. I think it just crazy. made us crazy. I do too. This whole COVID shit just brought out the fucking crazy in people. And yeah, and like you said, Trump's whole thing being yeah. anti everything, and you know everything that for a lot of people they believed he did the complete opposite and made people just not trust the government. Uh, there's also the stigma and judgment that seems to seep through from some of them like wow you got COVID sucks to be you you're a ticking time bomb any decision you made you deserve your fate at the end of the day it lacks the compassion and empathy which is back to the original point individuals right. nor communities nor societies can operate 100% deaf content all the time there are other very real health issues mental issues and societal issues that also demand attention and then there are very real people and systems doing their very best to send us back to the 1800s and nothing I've seen generally would tell me anything would stay the same since a same or get better with Republicans. So if that is the truth, there's a lot we can do to make the situation better. But for damn sure, if any of those R's get in presidency is a wrap. I don't know if you listen to Heather McGee's or some of us podcasts and read the book. She actually interviews one of the representatives from the Tennessee three. Um, I have, I've listened to some of the podcasts, but I'm behind. Uh, Aaron says, look at Arby's. It looks like it's popping. And he sends me a picture of an Arby's. I'll see if I can share it on the screen with y'all mm-hmm. so y'all can see it. Um, it's a picture of an Arby's with cars in the parking lot. Now, I don't. Who said, wh- who, who told you to send this? EVE? Right. Now, what I find interesting about this, several ways. Number one, he didn't go inside because I emailed him back. I said, go inside, take a picture and let's see the people inside the Arby's. Right. Yeah, they could just be the employees. The thing I've always noticed whenever I've seen an Arby's that has a parking lot with cars in it, it's always overflow parking from something else. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, Ross is having a sale and they on the strip mall that is next to an Arby's. And so people will park in the Arby's so they can walk to the Ross. I've never seen a full Arby's inside. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. Not even in a food desert. I have, I seen the Arby's that had people in it. Uh, so my personal belief is that th- these people are not eating Arby's. Now, the other thing that could be happening is that, uh, he said it's in California. And if people know anything about California, y'all know it is one of the illegal drug smuggling hotspots in the world <laughs> ah, ah. so a full arby's in california could also just be a money laundering situation so you know but hey g- good on you you know what i'm saying i noticed you didn't take a picture of you in the drive-thru or you sitting in the restaurant because you didn't eat that shit and my guess is nobody did uh all right let's get to the last email it's from uh prof- professor caritha Ah, uh, shit now. 
dear rod and karen i hope this message finds you well what an absolute treat to hear rod on the karen hunter show yesterday i've co-hosted with her several times since last summer so i hope i intersect at some point when she has you back or when she has karen on thank you yeah it was interesting because i think she just knows me from twitter she thinks i'm funny on twitter you know sometimes i'll see her like my twitter or retweet something um i've seen her have you on uh reese colbert on Mm -hmm. uh who i love um so i've just always been like from a distance being like oh man that's fun that's cool i think maybe even lj williams but i don't want to say i don't want to mess up and say that and it don't be true but i think like i've seen people i fuck with on there and been like oh man good for them you know um and i honestly didn't know it was like a comedy like part of the intersection of her show because it's like activism and pro-blackness and uh politics and stuff like that so i figured oh it's a pretty serious show and um you know this is before i had listened to it and i was like just saw who went on there i was like oh it's a pretty serious political black show and uh you know good for those people but you know not my lane so uh hope hope everybody's just having a fun time and then she dm me and was like would you consider coming on a show and i was like hell yeah sure like well uh i i'm uh honored you think uh my silly ass tweets have a, a space to be on your show or whatever right i'm probably not even on her radar <laughs> yeah because i think she found me through twitter not mm-hmm. the podcast right but now she does know about the podcast since i went on the show mm-hmm. and it's funny because when i got there <laughs> when i got there she was like uh you know like kind of behind the scenes you know starting mm-hmm. or whatever and you know this is a very comedy thing that people do um and it's just you know especially when you don't know somebody's raps or you've been burned by other motherfuckers that don't that ain't got it like me right and so she was like <laughs> behind the scenes like all right you know we're gonna see how you flow we're gonna see you know how you fit in and this is like foolishness friday or whatever they call it and um you know i know you're i like your tweets you're very twitter funny but i don't really know much else about you so you know we're just kind of giving you a chance to see if you you know if 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 you kind of fit in or whatever and you know i'm sitting over here like i said like i think i joke and i said well i got 2600 podcasts i think think i'll be all right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and they don't know we do every podcast live mm-hmm. we've never edited a show to take anything out we don't do a narrative show where we like say a sentence some editor puts it together we just talk like we talk we do it five days a week and the main thing i needed to know was what could i not say on the show just right. so that i won't put her in an awkward position because you know everybody thinks you know when you say that everybody goes oh you can just say whatever you want it's never whatever you want it's radio it's yeah it's a black people show everyone got lines so it sounds like their main line is just don't say the n-word which is my favorite word uh what's my favorite word um but (laughs) i did so but but i mean i've also done radio you know i used to call bo's show on sirius uh every day five days a week so like and he and he doesn't say the n-word on the show and and clearly i i'm gonna respect that i'm not gonna be on the show saying it um so so i that and i had listened to her show at this point and i had never heard her say it so i guessed that was oh i guessed that that was probably a thing but i wanted to be sure you know so she she was like yeah basically just not don't say the n-word and 
everything else you know you can curse the serious satellite blah 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 and so she had me on with lamont king uh dante nero and her and uh this woman b flat who came on to promote like uh she flips houses and stuff uh amongst a bunch of other talented things uh that she does and so uh yeah it was like i i mean i fit right in you know it was fun i've you know uh i was just open and just talking like i talk on the show um and knowing something having done a little research and listened to her show and stuff i think helps i I don't know how these motherfuckers do these shows or they don't check out the other show but you know and it and and low-key i when i knew that she didn't really know about our podcast it felt like i had an advantage because i was like oh she doesn't even know how good i am at this Mm -hmm. and so um i think it was kind of a lower bar because you don't know my raps and that's fine but as a bar that i can clear because it's like being funny off the cuff off the fly like easy you know i practice this is this is i train every day for this you know what i mean so uh yeah we had a good time she asked me a lot of questions uh so did dante so did lamont uh we talked about the monique special uh and just a bunch of stuff i think uh she and then and when we got done she liked she liked me enough to be like i really like your flow you should come back um you know maybe we could talk sports because she don't have nobody apparently to talk sports with or not a lot of uh i guess not a lot of the comedian you know comedians like niggas i don't know what's up with comedians like they they it's like to be a comedian there's just so many that don't like sports and i don't know what that's about but uh so she was like you know you can come talk sports with me since i write for game theory so i know some stuff about sports so uh but yeah it was yeah. a good time and i could see for depending on the comedians a lot of them got picked on by athletes so they was could like, you be. know like growing up being a funny guy just not to get beat up so a lot of them was like fuck sports <laughs> yeah not nah, i mean look you ain't wrong it's it, it's just it's always interesting that it works that way though mm-hmm. uh but anyway yeah i had a great time I love how you got to share how the Karen slur never got under Karen skin too much, but you also made a t-shirt of it. More than anything, it was great to hear Karen Hunter get just a taste of how freaking fabulous y'all are and how OG y'all are. Yeah, I think that's another thing about being independent black. Like, there's so many people that don't know how good you are. And, and the same thing extends to Karen Hunter too, right? There's gotta be a bunch of people that have put her show in a box without knowing much about it and then you go because i'm learning about her too is talking i'm like okay you're og in this you know and i just have tangentially known through like twitter and stuff seeing like how many people i know that fuck with her how many people that have gone on her show and stuff like that so yes uh it was it was an honor and a pleasure to be there i had a great time um let's see uh i feel like the tbgwt connections keep coming i ran to roy wood jr when i was in phoenix arizona a few weeks ago and i, I told seen him that pic how i love when he visits y'all also one of my former ohio state students worked on this past season of game theory of course and i've heard jl and karen hunter many times and on and on and on so many connections yes that was actually the first thing i listened to was her having jl and his trump and i was just like oh okay karen hunter's pretty cool like and like low-key i had seen like a couple weeks ago during the women's final four like some people were going in on her on twitter because she made a joke about i think angel reese's eyelashes or something but that felt more like 
the twitter like we need somebody to hate moment because i didn't find what she said to be like so extremely offensive it was like obviously a joke and it just i don't know it just felt and like you don't have to like every joke but it just felt like the response was on some like wow like we need to get her type shit and i was like oh god like <laughs> I'm, I'm like what's happening here like i'm sitting up there like i'm going on this show in two weeks i hope i'm am i gonna get canceled what just happened like seemed like a harmless kind of like joke you could roll your eyes at and keep moving if you didn't like it but uh so so you know that but that's twitter like i feel like the most negative things get viral on twitter anyway but uh but you know at that time but that made me go listen i was like what am i am i fucking up somehow like i'm about to get on this show and everybody's gonna be like i can't believe you did her show and i was like no this is fine like she's funny she's uh insightful she know a lot about um uh she's like politically uh astute you know so i don't know i liked her but uh you know that's me it was all i was also happy to hear y'all are aiming to do another live show this year or next i will be there i'm also naming and claiming it when it comes to another season of game theory so i can be in a live audience this summer child me too I, honey i'm already making plans i'm moving to massachusetts so i'll be in driving distance of new york sending lots of good energy y'all way and i was amused how, by how karen hunter had no idea she was talking to someone who has been friends with janelle james forever yeah that was funny too yeah she was like you know it's like janelle james and i I didn't want to be like you know i was just calling her talking to her the other day and we were saying like i didn't want to like draw a name drop <laughs> i was just like yeah it's uh but you know it's a small world like i knew dante nero from listening to keith and a girl mm-hmm. and i told him as much like so uh small world man um i was looking forward to doing that show i wasn't really nervous about it but i was definitely looking forward to it um and i was and the thing is because of this show and just my life i've been chopping it up about current events and stuff all the time so like anything she presented i knew i would at least have jokes or take and so you know it was a dope black ass time man yeah i'm glad y'all had a good time and i'm glad that um you were introduced to a you know new audience you know and for a lot of them sound like it was kind of their first time seeing you or knowing something about you and like you said it is a small world i think one of them knew one of the writers on the show that you work with yeah, and things like Sydney. that right so like you said it is a small world and i'm like you i, I enjoy going you know on these shows and people not knowing anything and then a lot of times people are very impressed by your knowledge and what you know and things like that and sometimes that happens they haven't happened in a while too but but periodically you know it used to have where people invite me on the show kind of without separate from you mm-hmm. and a lot of times you know i actually do got my own opinion but for some reason they just think i'm uh-huh yes 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 sir whatever you say master and then i get on these other shows and people are like oh she's coming in here with her own opinions and thoughts and all that that type of stuff yeah i think it's interesting because we don't get invited on as many shows uh these days but i think um part of it is we're so fucking busy and people probably assume rightfully so that we don't have time for all this shit which is true um but two i think people just compartmentalize us differently you know like technically i write for a sports show this is the first time someone's been interested in my sports opinions even though i tweet about sports and all that stuff and talk about it on the show and all the it's the first time somebody's been interested in reaching out to be like oh we should have this person on and talk about sports in a funny way that's crazy to me you know what i mean um 
but i just think it's about like what lanes you occupy how you promote yourself and all that stuff um but it's always dope to make a connection with like uh like like-minded people that's doing their thing because mm-hmm. i feel like someone just said in the chat the black world is small and so like even within that conversation there were three or four connections happening where we knew something or of each other in ways that people wouldn't even really have recognized and so yeah i appreciated being invited onto the platform and and uh I, like i said i don't mean to sound cocky or arrogant but i was like i know it's radio and i know it's different i know sometimes you got a bad caller that we've had phases of our podcast where we took callers Mm -hmm. and they sucked sometimes and sometimes they were great and we had to figure out how to make it you know how to make that work you know uh radio wise i've you know uh called in with bomani for years you know so it's just uh for me personally it was very much a uh a moment of uh of like watch this you know usher watch this like so when they was i hope you can fit in and stuff i was like i I, i'm not like i didn't want to look dismissive but i'm like i'm gonna fit in unless y'all are just gonna be out here saying some crazy unless y'all are gonna hit play and then be like donald trump was right listen that's why we saying we got to insurrect the illegal joe biden like unless y'all are gonna say yes, that we was gonna get along right unless y'all hit playing y'all be like these females you yeah. know then we might have a conversation yeah exactly so it didn't happen that way so and i had a good time so all right y'all that's it for this episode of the feedback show we appreciate y'all we'll talk to y'all throughout the week we we have more episodes coming mike kaplan has an episode coming up this week so mm-hmm. that'll be cool and for the premium people you have some uh, sport movie reviews in your feed and we also did ball deep sports and pregame earlier this week so if yeah we did was, it on a wednesday yeah so if you looking for the friday because you missed it it's already done and you got a movie review for dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. like yeah we we got y'all the only thing we haven't done in a long time is a nerd off and we're gonna get back on a regular schedule with that is it was really just new york it was just hard to schedule those things but uh and then the hornets game was last week but we got y'all on that all right y'all we'll talk to you soon until then i love you i love you too